0: It's Thursday, January 4th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know. To be in the know, U.S. House Speaker Mike Johnson led about 60 fellow Republicans in Congress on a visit Wednesday to the Mexican border to demand hardline immigration policies in exchange for backing President Biden's emergency wartime funding request for Ukraine. He expressed serious doubts about whether he would support a bipartisan compromise. The trip to Eagle Pass, Texas came as the Senate engages in delicate negotiations in hopes of striking a deal on border policies that could unlock Senate GOP support for Biden's $110 billion package for Ukraine, Israel, and other U.S. security priorities. But Johnson told the Associated Press during the border tour that he was holding firmly to the policies of a bill passed by House Republicans in May without a single Democratic vote. The bill, HR2, would revive many of the policies pursued by former President Donald Trump, build more of the border wall, and impose new restrictions on asylum seekers. Meanwhile, the Biden administration Wednesday sued the state of Texas and Republican Governor Greg Abbott arguing that a new law allowing the state to arrest and deport migrants who cross into the state illegally is an unconstitutional violation of federal government authority. Texas cannot run its own immigration system, the Department of Justice wrote in its complaint. The suit argues that the Texas law is preempted by federal law and asks that it be invalidated and blocked from taking effect. Governor Abbott signed the bill last month and it is set to take effect in March. The law's passage and the Justice Department response represent the most forceful standoff yet in a power struggle between Texas and the federal government over enforcement of the U.S.-Mexico border. Under Abbott's Operation Lone Star Border Security effort, the state has spent or allocated more than $11 billion since 2021, to deploy state troopers and National Guardsmen to the border, arrest migrants for trespassing on private land, bus migrants to northern cities, and erect barriers along the Rio Grande River. Around the world, at least 95 people were killed in explosions in Iran near a public ceremony commemorating the death of a senior Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps officer killed in the year 2020 by an American airstrike, the country's state media reported. Iranian officials said the blasts were the work of terrorists. Some 211 others were wounded by the blasts, which took place as crowds gathered near the tomb of Major General Qasem Soleimani, according to Iran's government-run Islamic Republic news agency. Iran said it was investigating the cause of the explosions. The blasts came at a moment of heightened tensions across the Middle East, with war raging between Israel and Hamas, an Islamist militant group that has moved closer to Iran in recent years. Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi, in a short statement, didn't assign blame for Wednesday's attacks, saying the perpetrators and criminals who were involved in this terrorist crime will soon be identified and punished for their actions. Back in the U.S., Turbines are sending electricity to the U.S. grid from the sites of two large offshore wind farms for the first time. The joint owners of the Vineyard Wind Project, Avangrid and Copenhagen Infrastructure Partners, announced Wednesday the first electricity from one turbine at what will be a 62-turbine wind farm 15 miles off the coast of Massachusetts. Five turbines are installed there now. One turbine delivered about 5 megawatts of power to the Massachusetts grid just before midnight Wednesday. The other four are undergoing testing and should be operating early this year. Avangrid CEO Pedro Azagra said 2023 was a historic year for offshore wind. With steel in the water and people at work, and today we begin a new chapter and welcome 2024 by delivering the first clean offshore wind power to the grid in Massachusetts. Avangrid is an energy company headquartered in Orange, Connecticut.